This episode of Hatcher Cocky is brought to you by Barker Builds. Jeff Barker is an absolute beauty and his work is incredible. Jeff specializes in commercial and residential custom built trailers, gates, stairs, railings, pergolas, and more. Whether you want it done in wood, steel, ornamental wrought iron, or even aluminum. Jeff has 15 years experience and you can be assured that Barker builds it better. Check him out at www.barkerbuilds.ca. You can also find him on Instagram and Facebook. What is going on, everybody? It is episode number 64 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. If you like my shirt, my hat there, you just go on any link, click it. We'll bring you right to our store. You can get all your sweet HTH merch. This being episode number 64, this is the Michael Grandlin edition of Hat Trick Hockey. He was actually drafted ninth overall in 2010 he's played 10 nhl seasons he's got 591 games 124 goals 255 assists 379 points he's a world cup gold and silver medalist two-time world junior bronze medalist olympic bronze medalist he's a world champion in finland and he's still a current member of the nashville predators so that being said, crazy weekend here for the show. I'll bring in Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Boys had the golf tournament this weekend, the 73s golf tournament, which was a good time. Um, we'll start with you, Rob. Your group, you guys obviously looked like you had a good time. So how'd it go? Oh, boy, did we. Me and Kenny, <laughs> Sylvester, uh, we got on one. And I don't usually do that when, when I'm golfing, but boy, we had some fun. I, I hit probably the most amazing shot that nobody ever saw before. So another one to the uh, repertoire. Uh, I hit, I topped the ball so hard off of the fairway that it punched a hole right in front of the ball and went backwards, probably about a foot. That's crazy. Yeah. I we laugh so fucking hard because <laughs> like I just pull out these amazing shots that nobody can understand how that's even possible. So you are always good at that. Oh yeah, it it, it was a blast though. Uh, uh, Billy did the uh, shotgun beer hole, yeah. and it was funny too because we did it on the hole that we did it previously to last year. Mm -hmm. And of course, the next hole we come to is the Hatrick hockey hole. So wow. we're going to have one to be sponsored. Something. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we end up, uh, what, plus two, one on, plus one on the front, plus one on the back. So but we had a great time. Great, great bunch of guys. Billy, our old producer, was on the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, Doug Huntley. Mm -hmm. Great time. Great, great bunch of guys. And then, uh, well, more on Doug later. We'll, we'll get more, more on Doug later, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so like my, my group, like fucking these, these guys, man, like, first of all, our whole round, it was like, we were at a fucking Snoop Dogg concert the whole, <laughs> the whole time we were out on the course. It was, it was a fucking awesome time, Pat. So we're on, we're, we're on this one hole. I forget what it was. So my boy, Pat, so he's 
we had a ball on the green, but it was like up on a hill. And then we had another ball that was just on the fringe, but we were on like level ground. We didn't have the hill. So yeah. We're all talking and like Pat's like, we should play that ball. Like the one on the fringe. So we were all talking and then, so we were like, screw it. So we play the one on the fringe. We're like, well, Pat, you go first. You want to, you want it here. You go first. What does he do? Chip little bump right in the cup. So I'm like, <laughs> So I'm like, okay, now I know why you want to do that. Great shot. Probably like <laughs> four or five, four or five holes later, we're, uh, we were about 40 yards out, I would say 40, 50 yards out maybe. And my boy, Chris there better fucking like was humming and hawing on the club the whole time. Finally picks a club, chips it up, bam, 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 little skip right in the cup. I'm like what the fuck man like these oh, guys were, they were dialed in like i couldn't believe like i was fucking i lost so many balls you guys see me lose three you know what i mean <laughs> i can smash the ball smash the ball off the tee but i can't fucking hit it straight for the life yeah. of me like that's so but these guys the only thing i did all day is i maybe made a cup i made well i think one putt that was fairly about 15 footer or so 20 footer but that was like that was about the high highlight of my day man like that was about it but um yeah it was a great time we finished four under but like i said these guys are chipping balls in the hole pat probably just missed longest drive if the course wasn't so soft and he got a roll he would have got it because his ball was stuck in the ground about 15 yards from where the longest drive was and he was yeah i think I think Billy hit his about 20. He was yeah. 20 yards short. And he yeah. even said that probably happened at the beginning of the, like, cause remember it was fucking cold and yeah. raining Yeah, when we got out there, yeah. but it wasn't raining at eight o'clock when mm -hmm. a bunch of the groups started off. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't start out till like 11 o'clock or yeah. whatever. So you know, it was wet. It was windy. It was mm -hmm. fucking cold near the end of the Ooh. round though. It was beautiful. Oh. Oh, by one o'clock, it was beautiful. Yeah. Also, Chris took home one of the closest to the pin challenges. Oh, yeah. Nice. On like, awesome. He hit like a little fucking stinger, like a low stinger. And just fucking, it was like, he was like within 10 feet, I want to say. And I think it was one of the longer, the longer par threes too. So, but he hit like a nice little stinger and it was like, was Dial. that the one off the top of the hill going down? I think so. It's like a 170, 180 yard par three or something. Yeah. Like and that. they had that kid with the umbrella sitting beside the hole. I don't know. Dude. Which I'll never understand why that kid's sitting there because the other tee coming up the other way, it goes around those trees and he's sitting right there. So if you try and go over top of those trees, if that kid wasn't wearing that, that umbrella, I think two or three hit his umbrella. That's crazy, man. Yeah. One for sure while we were sitting there. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, they got to figure that shit out. But yeah, there yeah. was no reason for him to be there. Like you can't, mm. you know what I mean? You can't cheat from there. So mm. I don't know. So then after we go to Misty's house and we're there, yeah. we get some food, some beer and stuff like that. We're all chilling. And then Doug on, <laughs> on your team's like, what did he say? He said something like, I'm going to go like check on one of the kids. No one. 
Yeah. yeah. He's going, his, going to check on Dylan. Yeah. And his wife knew right away. She's yeah. like, he's going to sleep. <laughs> she knew. It. And Rob, what did he do? He was sleeping. He went to bed. Fucking dash, dash one, Doug. Lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cut him from my team. Everybody yeah. else stayed. <laughs> but yeah, so that was funny. But anyways, before we move on to everything, I want to give a huge shout out to Joe uh Garen, who runs a fucking fantastic tournament. All the 73s alumni, everybody who helped out with that. It was great. We had a great time. As always, we're gonna be back. And you gotta uh, give a special shout out to Johnny Van Gant too. He was uh doing the putt putt there at yeah. the end. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's been a long time listener, and uh, we had a big laugh because uh, I brought him to prom because his sister had a convertible. <laughs> so he drove he drove me and my buddies. My other buddy brought his buddy, and and man, we had a great time. And as soon as I brought it up, he fucking started laughing. He's like, "Oh my god, I forgot all about that." Oh my god! But yeah, what a good time. That was a great time. What did, I can't so- wait. I can't wait again until next year. What did you What did you do Sunday? Just- Sunday. Oh, me and Nate. Uh, we did the. Uh, we covered up Misty's pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got that. Now. Yeah, closed the pool and and then uh, to get it was so windy too, right? So we had everything, took everything apart, emptied the pool. Um, and then we got the tarp out. It was a brand new tarp, you know, brand new pool, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, we had to get everybody like that was there. So me, Nate, Amanda, Jack, Glenn uh devin um grace misty all had to help and and get the pool you know what i mean the the liner tucked in behind the deck and everything so uh needless to say it was uh it was easy with everybody all hands on deck and and uh yeah worked out well and then we uh ordered uh ribs from the columbia club which were fantastic as always thank you evan for hooking us Mm -hmm. up and uh yeah, that was my Sunday. Yeah, I just had hockey. I went to hockey. It was uh boys played good. Five nothing shutout for us, so it was pretty good. Uh, sweet. So, You're kind of the the GM, eh? There uh I run I run running. my team, yes. <laughs> I do nice. run my team, nice. but um so what had happened? So our guy that normally plays net for us, Frankie. Frankie's hurt right now and hasn't been able to play the first three games of the year. I think he like cut his hand or something, but he cut his hand so bad he had to have like surgery on it. So he's been out for us. So he's due to come back like soon. So we use a spare freaking goalie for the past few weeks. And uh, so last week or whatever, I'm sitting in the room first week, this spare freaking goalie comes in. Who comes in? It's Matt Hennon. Who is he? He played, um, he played net for me from midget till juvenile. So he was my goalie for like six years in like minor hockey. So he comes in, hasn't played in like two, three years. First game, he gets a four, four tie. And then last week he posts a shutout. So shout out to Matt for the fucking, for the shutout. Stood on his fucking head, stood on his fucking head, spit wooden nickels, that guy. He played fantastic. Like he never missed a beat. So Shout out to Matt for a shout out for the fucking boys. But um, other than that, yeah, that was my weekend. So let's move on to the big story. Jack Eichel, huge story coming out of Buffalo. First of all, they stripped him of the seat, which is complete fucking bullshit in my eyes. Um, 
So what it is, so you, you had it, you said like, how did it go? They wanted him to get something or like, how did all that go? Yeah. They, they wanted to get him, the, the Buffalo organization wanted him to get a certain surgery and he didn't want that surgery. I can't remember if it was a fusion or it's got a, has something to do with his spine. Anyways, mm-hmm. he didn't want to get that done. He wanted to go another route, which his doctor's saying, I want him to get this one done. And the, the, the team's going, nope, we want him to get this one done. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a couple podcasts and like Elliot Freeman and, and uh, he was saying that, you know, as long as like, cause they can't trade him because they don't know if he's going to get the surgery or not. And, and it's their doctor against his doctor, but regardless, he got hurt during uh, playing in the NHL with Buffalo. So they have to pay him regardless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. He could sit out the rest of the fucking contract and, and he's still going to get paid. Yeah. So that being said, Elliot Freeman and people were talking about like, why don't they just make the record public of what's wrong with him and let other teams decide if they'll, if they like the surgery that Eichel wants or they want, they don't like the chances of what Eichel's going to get done. But all in all, this, this should be his decision. This is, you know what I mean? His life. And if he doesn't trust the decision that Buffalo, because, you know, like ownership's just going to do the quick and easy, I I would think, Mm -hmm. you know, because they want to get rid of him. They want him back on the ice and they want him out. So I I see them going with the easy peasy one. They they don't give a shit about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like as we had Ed Philly on, on, you know, they, they, they they don't care about you. You're just a number. You're just a number. They should have oh. fucking just let him take care of this the way he wanted to when the season ended, and he would have almost been ready to play by now. Yep. Like, but it's know, been a big clusterfuck back and forth where nobody nobody wants him to do that, and he doesn't want to do the way they want to go. And I just don't understand at all how uh, an organization gets to decide your fate. Do you want to know what I didn't get? They brought him to training camp and made him do the fucking physical and he yep. failed the physical. And you he know, failed, you, failed it. you, you know, what's going to happen. Why the fuck do you make a guy even do that? Cause they're just being total assholes. And you'll wonder why nobody wants to fucking play in Buffalo. Yeah. And you don't even Guess fucking what? have all dress chips. So you know what? hundred <laughs> percent. Right that, if I, if that's I was why. Jack Eichel, I would tell Buffalo to fucking honk on it. And I would be fucking gone. I'd be like, scratch, scratch my fucking contract. Don't pay me a penny, whatever. Bye. Unrestricted. Have a nice day. I w- I'm sure he wishes he fucking could do that. But well, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's got a no trade clause. So he has to pick. He gets to pick where he's going to yeah, go. So, so he would, I don't he say would, scratch that fucking contract. I say keep the contract because you're going to pay me. And you know what? You want to screw me? I'll, I'll sit out. I'll sit yeah. out. Yeah. So he, they gave him the C. It was October 3rd, 2018 is when they first made him captain. He's three years into an eight-year, $80 million deal. So he's getting $10 million a year right now, and they're probably just going to have him sitting in the fucking press box for $10 million a year. That is insane. Insane mm-hmm. to me, man. So I can't believe they, they made him come do the physical. That's stupid. Yeah. Jack, I'm going to oh, just fucking first chance you get, buddy. Just fucking run. Just run run for the exits um the next big thing that's going on right now is the uh 
Evander Kane situation. So he's obviously not in Sharks training camp. Um, it is until further notice. Uh, he said that he will work with the league on any investigations that they had. Uh, remember, he was allegedly uh, placing bets on NHL games that he was in, allegedly, which he was accused by an ex-girlfriend. Recently, too, I just heard on another podcast, it might have been Chicklets, um, RA was saying that the league has now um, kind of, they're just going to avoid the whole allegations of him like doing the betting and throwing games and stuff like that. So they're pretty much saying the league's pretty much saying that his ex is pretty much bullshit and just trying to get him in shit. So he's probably going to be eligible to play again soon. I would assume. No, I don't know. It seems like everybody's going after this fucking guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell will, will happen there when it comes to that. We'll just keep an eye on it. It just seems to be ongoing. Right. So just never fucking never, never stops with that guy, man. Ever. No, it doesn't. But you know, like, guy's kind of an asshole. Mm. Whatever. I, I I've never liked him. Now, complete, I thought he was a pain in the ass. So complete opposite end of the of what's going on there in fucking Buffalo. So we go over to St. Louis, where Vladimir Tarasenko, who has flat out said he wants to trade out of St. Louis. So he wants out of St. Louis. Um, his coach there said that he will play him the same minutes. He will play him the same. He will treat him the same. He will everything like that. They both pretty well agreed that he, and he said the same thing. He's going to play the way he does. He's going to play his game and everything until they can find a trade that is like suitable for both sides. So that's how it fucking should be done. Like I'm a pro. I signed this deal. Yes, I want to trade. But as long as I'm here, I'm going to play the way you fucking you know what i mean the way it should be played pretty much so it's kind of cool that both sides have agreed to do that what do you think well i i don't understand what his problem is in st louis like don't they got a pretty good freaking team like i i I don't do do you know why he wants out of there so bad i don't think so no no there hasn't they haven't really let a whole lot out i think like uh, with 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 all the other shit going on, right? I haven't really followed that one too much because everybody's getting along over there, right? Buffalo is where I've been fucking following big. Time. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's just so much going on there. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully they hopefully they can fucking work out a deal where everybody's happy and you know what I mean. Maybe he just wants a fresh start. Who knows? I know, but you just you you won the cup not too long ago. Like, I think there would still be a buzz from that. No. Yeah. Well, no, that was a few years ago, though. Yeah. Got to figure that was a couple of years ago. So, some big dates coming up: the Olympics. Now that we know where we know we're going, right? So that's always good. So the NHL will have a break from February third to the twenty second. And that's going to cover the all-star game in Las Vegas. And then, uh, so the all-star game goes, I don't know, know, anywhere between the third and let's say the eighth, because the Olympics will start on the ninth. So they're going to break for like three weeks. So notable games, Russia will open against Switzerland. Czechs will take on Denmark. Sweden opens against Latvia. Finland will face Slovakia. 
So Canada games, Canada will play Germany at 8, 10 a.m. on February uh, 10th. Then they'll play the U.S. at 11 o'clock at night on February 11th. <laughs> and then they will play China at 8, 10 a.m. on February 13th. And the bronze and gold medal games will be played on February 19th at 8, 10 a.m. for the bronze game and 11 o'clock at night for the gold medal game. So you got to love when the Olympics are across the world. So you're either, <laughs> this is opposite ends of the spectrum. So you're either going to be slightly hung over for the morning games, or you're going to be slightly drunk for the late game. So that's kind of lightly. Yeah. It's either 8 AM or 11 at night, by the way, it seems. So ah, I could just stay up. <laughs> just rock out, <laughs> rock out the whole time. Don't be a wuss. Um, so, yeah. so the, the all-star game is like a week before the yeah, Olympics Yeah, so what start? they're going to do is the NHL is going to break. Their, the break is going to start on the 3rd of February. So on the 3rd of February, so somewhere between the 3rd and the 9th, they'll do the all-star game. Right. So somewhere in there, because the Olympics will officially start the 9th. So Well, if there's guys playing in the all-star game, are they going to get a buyout? they might have them go to the all-star game and then fly out to the Olympics. I think that's, that's what kind, they're doing. It's kind of a lot. Don't you think like, well, it's not like you're fucking going crazy at the all-star game either. It's not like you're blocking shots and hitting and shit. Oh, but you're in Vegas. You're going to get fucking hammered. <laughs> well, yeah, well that's, these guys are pros. They do it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then go play in the Olympics. I, I don't see that happening. Scotty it's Gomez. not, it's not, it's not the eighties. Yeah. It's not the 80s anymore. Ask Scotty fucking Gomez, man. That guy is yeah, like, but they don't drink like legend on and off the ice. Guy. Scotty Gomez could you know, did you hear his most recent fucking interview on uh yeah. he was on Chicklets again? He did round two with them. Oh my god, some of the stories he was telling, it was awesome. He's great. Oh, I love him. Um, so I know last week we touched on uh Malkin's like knee injury there, so a couple more little things about it. So on June 4th, he had uh, surgery. He injured it against, uh, I believe it was Boston. It was on March 16th. He returned the play on May 3rd. He played for four games. And, or Sorry, his team played for four games. That was in the playoffs. But he was sidelined for the first two games of that versus the Islanders. So then he ended up having surgery. So they're saying that he's going to be out at least two months now. Hmm. So before it was just he's not going to be at camp or something but now they officially gave a date or whatever so now he's going to be out so malkin is out for two months right now so you know these guys though sometimes they recover crazy quick and then they're fucking right back at it right so yeah who knows um before we go to our interview um you said something there's a IWHF player did some fucking something really really stupid right yeah, uh, against uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Sma, sma, uh, didn't I send it to you? Like, yeah, he did, but I just like what his name was. Yeah, um, but whatever, it, it doesn't matter. He was just uh, take me a second. It's right here. Like it's up. It's all over the place. Oh yeah, like, that's gonna. Anyways, be he he uh, he made a racial gesture during a game in the uh, Ukraine league and. This guy said, I, "Like I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm 
taking a leave of absence. Um, I don't want to be part of this. If this is the way that you're, you are going to treat players. Like, like I can't believe that this shit still exists. Um, Shimeric. How the fuck did nobody grab him and punch him right in the lips? Well, it was, uh, it was a, uh, like a timeout, like a TV timeout or whatever it was. And they were standing at, no, they were standing at the benches and he made the gesture to to him. And if you want to know what the gesture is, you can look it up on any sports net or anything. We we just don't want to get into it here, but, uh, he, um, they gave him, they gave him the game right away. He was gone. So the He's referees obviously saw it and they threw him out of the game. So that's why nothing has been done to it. Mm-hmm. And Shamaric said, he's taking a leave of absence. I'm not coming back until some disciplinary actions have been taken. Uh, they, they talked to Morgan Riley about it. Like a lot of, a lot of the NHL players seen it and said like, it, there's no room in hockey for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable that it still exists, you know, in baseball, hockey, football, whatever, like, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how grown men are still acting this way. Like it, it's so disrespectful and well, all the shit I that's do? going on in the world, this is what you, you, you choose to do. Mm-hmm. You want to like, do call them up to the NHL for one game and say, guess what kid you're playing against the Rangers. Yeah. Well, and let him be uh, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> he put a, he put a thing on, uh, Twitter or Instagram, the guy that did it, I can't remember his name, um, mm-hmm. but he uh, he put some pretty nasty shit out there and then pulled it down and then said, I have no ill will towards anybody. It was the heat of the moment and this is what happened. So well, it's fu- still no excuse. No no excuse well, whatsoever. So. Well, you're a fucking clown, buddy. Yeah. You're going to get suspended. And yeah. So. And you should, you should be gone for the year. Yeah. Like... But I don't understand him taking, like, I don't understand him uh, bowing out of hockey uh, until there's something done about it. Yeah, I know. That's what I was If they don't want to do something about it, then then what, what point are you proving? I don't, I don't understand. I was, you're, you're, you're visiting their country. You know what I mean? You're, you're an import Mm -hmm. actually. And I, but I get the, the whole, what, what, you know, the, the shit that he's going through right now, but, uh, you know, like to an extent, obviously, but I, I don't understand the whole bowing out and, and taking a leave of absence to prove your point. Because if they don't do anything about it and they give them like, say, whatever, two games, yeah. you're now, what are you going to do? Now you have no job. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They should, he just said, just should have waited until stay in the game and fucking two hand him over top of his head. <laughs> Oh, just my uh, opinion. Yeah, don't so we'll, listen to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking we'll, about. We'll follow that and we'll definitely give uh, give an update on that. In the meantime, we're gonna flip over to my uh, to a like interview here with my boy Jamie Clee from Harrow. He played with the I believe Saginaw Spirit and stuff like that. He was in the O for four years. Played with our boy Danny Anger too. So there's a couple Danny Anger stories in there as well. So uh, actually, Rob, uh, I think. Rob sought out this one. Rob was doing something where he was busy. So it's just me on uh, on this interview. 
I apologize for the uh, video. Jamie's in there, got a little crazy. The audio is good, but the video is so, so, so. Just enjoy. It was a good interview. He's a fucking absolute beauty. So everybody- I had the food poison. Yeah, everybody- I had the the Monday food poison. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody enjoy Mr. Jamie Clee. Roll it. Don't Well, Harrow, it's been a while since I've been back on with one of our hometown boys here. This next cat here spent four years with the Saginaw Spirit in the O, spent two years out east playing with Yarmouth Mariners. Then he went on to play three years university hockey as well. Let's welcome my buddy, Jamie Clee. Jamie, what's going on, man? How's everything going? Uh, can't complain, especially during uh, what's happening now around uh, in the real world. Uh, oh. Work's going good, so mm-hmm. haven't been laid off or anything, so I can't complain about that. Oh, so you made it through, eh? That's that's always a, a bonus. Hey, now you have you have uh, two little ones, right? Yep, I've got my uh, one oldest is in uh, grade one, and the other one just turned one back in May. Oh boy! So you're you are a busy, busy guy. <laughs> That's same same as me, man. I have three. I have three. Just sign the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll jump right into it. I don't it. know how you guys do it. Oh, very very carefully, my friend. So we'll jump right into her here. So both of us growing up there, I knew you were in the uh, freaking travel system there in Harrow because you were always playing in games ahead of me, you being a few years younger than me. So you were always playing in games. You guys always had really good, really good teams, but then did you go to, did you go to triple a out of there or did you go to like junior right out of Harrow? Uh, I went to triple A. Uh, I remember I played one year and then three years of travel hockey. And yeah, we always had good teams. And then uh, I think it was whatever your fourth year is. I think that's Adam Major maybe or mm-hmm. that we're going into. And I went to go just to try out with another uh, player from Harrow and just to see where we we're at. And I was invited to stay on the team. Oh, wow. Who was the other guy? The other guy was uh, Stephen Greaves. Okay, yeah, I remember Steve. Yeah, okay, I remember when you guys went. Okay, yeah, but then okay, so then you, was that Sun County? Yep. Yeah, we, we uh, went on trip for Sun County. I played five years for Sun County. Um, Jeremy Reese from Harrow came and joined me, mm-hmm. probably two years after that, and. Uh, so he played at least three or four years. I can't remember now when he came up and joined us. Now you were, you were drafted into the O, weren't you? Or were you just signed? Uh, my draft year, I was drafted fifth round. And then uh, it kind of held out. I was, uh, uncle was big into scholarships back then. And my uh, sister Misty was also uh, playing basketball on scholarship mm-hmm. or looking for one. So kind of was looking both ways, right? If I want to do the Colton Fredder thing where go play 
until I'm 21 and with a junior B club and hopefully get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I held out. I got a good school package from the OHL. So uh, my first year, I sent a 10-game contract where I can only play 10 games my first year. Okay. And uh, I got the equivalent money as I did the other two years. So. Oh, okay. I see. So it was a pretty good deal. Now, was it was it oh three or oh four? You like what year did you have your first full like training camp in the O? Uh, so oh three, I would have started. They had a main camp where you stay forty eight hours, so you're allowed to travel for forty hours before you lose your eligibility for the NCA. So we stayed in with reason with that, and then I think I ended up signing probably in November. December, I finally decided just from my, I kind of had two people in my ears and my uncle who was uh, more pushing the NCAA way. And then my family representative, uh, Steve, uh, sorry, Butchot, uh, the, the way and style I played at the time, I was more fitted for uh, the OHL. So we kind of pushed the uh, scholarship package a little bit higher held out and then signed up. And I think I signed and then I went down in the Christmas break, junior B took a break. So I got to go play right away in the OHL. Nice. Yeah, man. Just, I don't know, seeing you like when, when you were like younger and stuff, you just like, you were just always like a big boy. Right. So like, I'd see, I'd be like, man, like people come across this guy's blue line. Like if your head's down, like you're done. I didn't realize you fought so much, dude. Like, I was on some website or whatever. There was fights and stuff. And I watched a few of them. I'm like, I never realized that you fought so much because you were always so calm on the ice. But I guess at some point, someone's going to piss you off at some point. But I was just <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, I, I, I was more of the protector, I would say. I would, uh, you know, I wasn't, or if we needed a swing in the game, right? Um, but but to say about my size, like I'm, I'm the smallest of my family. My dad's like, I'm six foot, you know, now I'm 250, but when I was playing, I was 200. My, my dad's six, three, 250. My brother's six, five, 250 yeah. plus two. And so we're all pretty big boys. So I come from a, the farmers, right? So yeah. I kind of lucked out in that end. Oh my God. I know you guys are all big boys, man. Whenever I see you guys around town, I'm like, Jesus, like these guys, um, so what was it like going through your first full training camp? Like there was probably like camps then were a lot different than like, than they are now. So did you have like, was yours nuts? Like, was there a lot of fighting or was it just like clean hockey or a little bit of a mixture? Like how my underage year with the 10 games, I was there for the 48 hours. So there was a bunch of us, right. Cause we all, whoever was drafted that year, basically got the free invite, come to the 48 hours. You the blue and white game real quick and basically everyone's out of there. Mm-hmm. So my second year. And so the first two years Saginaw wasn't that good. I, I can't really remember how bad we were, but mm-hmm. we weren't good. So it, it was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of fighting and whatnot. I, I remember. So when I got the 10 games or whatever, my dad, when I went down, he was like, if anyone asks you to fight, you fight them. So I went down and, I cleaned someone out on the blue line and mm-hmm. go and behold, it's 
like the second toughest guy in the OHL because it was there's Cam Jansen and there's a guy Colt King. Yeah. Didn't have any idea who it was. He chased me down the ice, basically, and so I just dropped the gloves, you know, because my dad told me to fight anyone, so mm. I fight him. But luckily, I was trained. So, so we're going. We throw three or four punches, and then he switches up on you. So when he switches up, he's going from right, and he switches up to your his left hand. Kick connects with one of those, and I just what I was taught was if he th- starts throwing lefts, just tie him up. Yeah. Because there's no way you're gonna beat him. So I <laughs> so I tied up and, or whatever. And yeah. Intermission happens, and like I'm just sitting in the dressing room, like obviously a little pumped up, like yeah, like fuck yeah. Like first two three games, <laughs> and then I jump. Yeah, or in my first fight, I'm like, what just happened? Like, I don't even know what happened. And and the guys are sitting there like, do you know who you just fought? And I'm like, no idea. Like, I don't care. Like, my dad told me to fight. So anyone who who wanted to fight. So I was like, hey. So they were like, oh, yeah, he's like, like, you'd be like him and Cam Jen. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, thank God I didn't get killed or whatever. So he was nice. Like, it's funny. Like, we we went to the the box, whatever, after the intermission because we still had a server for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, he just said, good job. And I was just like, all right, man. Like, don't hurt me now. Yeah, (laughs) say, yeah, we don't want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to the play, I remember – my so my next year my second year for the first full season it was i remember it's like big beginning of the season and it might have been just a, pra- a practice mm-hmm. and there's three fights in practice <laughs> or whatever right and i'm just like what is happening right now I'm like like these are your buddies and and that's so why i wouldn't talk to one of the vets or whatever i was just like is this normal like, they're like yep and i was like all right. I never did that stuff though. I, yeah. uh, like you said, like I was pretty calm and after fighting that one guy, no one really wanted to fight me after that. So on my own team. So they just knew that I would be there for them basically. So, well, Jamie, look at the size. So that's of how that team, Come on. <laughs> and they're like, you're a big boy, dude. Who's going to want to go? Yeah. Well, that guy's going to fight you of course. Cause he's one of the tough guys in the league, but still the guys on your team are going to look at you and be like, yeah, not so much. Hey, I love asking guys. I love asking guys, what was it like coming into Windsor as a visitor? <laughs> well, it was a proud of me because I was a boy. So I remember getting a call from, from my dad or whatever. And you'd always get uh, one free ticket, basically. So I was like, oh, I, I think I got someone else's ticket. So I was like, I got you two tickets. He's like, Sorry, and I already got uh, 50 tickets for, for for the family, so we got 52 tickets now. Jeez. So I had my own cheering section. So I was like, but that just put more pressure on you. Yeah. And I think one year, even like the Harrow High School uh, sang the national anthem. So I was like, okay, I got to do something else. So I remember the one year I I was like, I either got to score a goal or get in a fight. So obviously <laughs> I wasn't scoring goals. So I was, you know, it was the first time I fought Brian Soso. And we ran into the blue line. And so it was both, it was his, like both our second years. He was, but I always had this theory, right, too. So I'd always fight the biggest guys. So Soso was 6'6". The reason I would fight the biggest guys is because if you lost, you looked crazy. <laughs> and it, like, didn't really matter. Yeah. And, but if you won, you looked really tough. So I so I just fought him and, and I ended up two-punching him. 
And Ooh. so, and they were on a breakaway. So the refs were way down on the other end. So I do like a shoulder check, not getting pulled off him. So I just start wailing on him. <laughs> so he's turtling on the ice. So I start wailing on the back of his head. And so lo and behold, my, my grandma's up and watching up in the stands and like my whole family's there kill him kill him and there's my grandma crying jamie stop hurting him stop hurting him so oh. that's always a good family story <laughs> oh that's great though that's fucking funny man hey didn't you play there with biz biz was a character i would say he because he was drafted by the penguins i'm pretty sure when yeah when i was coming up there yeah and uh I would say he's the hardest working guy. Like he was always in the gym after the, after, even after games, he was always in the gym and you're shredded. And there's like a couple of funny like stories, obviously as a rookie, I remember one time he like threw this breaking on the zone and we're D partners and he threw this sauce pass and it was a, it was a fucking grenade hits my stick and like, I couldn't catch it and it explodes off my stick and it a turnover or whatever. And so he, we get back on the bench and he's chewing me out and I'm like a rookie, like, all right, like whatever. And, and then, so the defensive coach overheard that. And then the D coach came down and stood up for me. He was like, are you fucking kidding me, Biz? That was the worst pass I've ever seen. And I was like, thank you. God, that sucked. <laughs> but I don't know. He, he, but he was always a good guy. I remember him one time he fought David Clarkson, but Clarkson was so tough and, he put a beating on him one time, but uh, mm-hmm. no, he Biz was always a good guy. He was always standing up for his teammates, and that's eventually what the role he became in the NHL. So mm-hmm. it's probably not so seeing him, seeing like everything that he's done now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> when I see him selling insurance for your barbecue wiser, I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> I had no idea he'd be doing something like that. I know it's crazy, man, but good, good for him. <laughs> like, damn. Um, so after the, after, Oh, wait, before we move on from the, O, where did you get your first goal at? And was it nice? <laughs> it was actually my, my game, uh, contract year or whatever. So my first year, and it felt nice because it was against Kitchener and Kitchener was the reigning chance. That's when like Mike Richards mm-hmm. was on the team still because we'll lock out the next year or whatever, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was a, like, it was, it was a shit goal. Like I was, at, I kept it in at the blue line and I just took a snapshot from the point. And so it was like heading towards the goalie, probably chest high and then probably like five feet before it gets there, just knuckles down and goes five hole on him. <laughs> it's like the ice. And, and it was, uh, it was, it wasn't anything special, but like, and what Saginaw did for me, like, so I think I played like five or six games over the Christmas break. I had the fight and then I had the goal. <laughs> I still have the VHS. They sent me the VHS of both my fight and my goal. I think we watched that as a family a million times. Just mm-hmm. surprised it still works. <laughs> still though man you scored no one can ever take that away from you you scored in the oh no one can ever take that away from you <laughs> so yeah. so after the after the oh you ended up you went out east right <laughs> yeah, i can t- 
tell you some stories about how my departure from the OHL. Yeah, go ahead. So it was in my third, it was in my third season and uh, I get healthy scratch. So obviously I'm curious, go talk to the general manager. And like after this is like, this guy's my fourth coach and he's the GM. So now I'm through four coaches. This is the second GM, wasn't the GM who drafted me. And he's a, uh, he comes from, the NCA world so obviously different type of style mm-hmm. not the fighter style so um, him and I don't really get along and I don't understand his coaching right mm-hmm. so he brings me in as well tells me you know we we're gonna trade you so I was like all right that's fine like you know he's like in the next week you you'll be gone I was like all right shook his hand thank you very much you know, go with the boys that night saying, you know, I'm getting traded. So they pour me back in my billets. And uh, so go back to the, the rink the next day. And uh, he's like, oh, you're too valuable to the team. And uh, we're, we're going to keep you and blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. So I'm sitting there like, all right, well, whatever you need me to do. Like I'm at that time, I'm, I'm eight, 17, 18 at the time. So like, what, what are you supposed to do? Like, sure, you own my rights, yeah. whatever you need. So going into my fourth year, so now I only, like you only play five years in the OHL. So going my fourth year, I play the first game in London, whatever. Then it's the home opener. Home opener is usually pretty big, right? So mm-hmm. like all the old guys or the vets should be in the lineup at least, right? I get healthy scratched. Oh. So I'm like, ah, this sucks. Like, I'm like, I just know it's like, now I'm in a different role. Like I was playing forward as well. And, uh, <laughs> and lo and behold, my parents get a phone call from this guy from Nova Scotia. And so my parents are like, what, what are you talking about? And your son's on waivers and does he want to come home playing for Yarmouth? And so my dad calls me and tells me, and I'm like, I never was I ever told that I was put on waivers. Oh, dad, like I, I have no idea. Yeah. So, so I go and I was like, Hey, like I'm obviously healthy scratch. Am I on waivers? Cause this guy's already calling me, asking me to come play out there. And he's like, yeah, we put you on waivers. And I was like, well, now I'm in my fourth year. I was like, ah, like I, I don't want to go play anywhere else. Like Windsor wants me and like, I'll go play for Windsor. So he does the old, he call. he says he calls the guy. So my dad tells me all the time now, he didn't call actually Warren Reichel. He just pretended to call Warren Reichel and uh, they didn't want me or whatever. And whatever. And I was like, Hey, I'll go home. Shook everyone's hand, you know, and I was a team guy. Like I remember like some of the guys were crying or whatever. That shouldn't laugh at that, but. You know, no, it was just so like fuck. by then, yeah, the way I was treated, like to me, it was just like after that, it kind of hockey rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, obviously, it's pure business. They don't really care, especially this guy. I was just like, and at the time, being asked to go to Nova Scotia, I was like, you know, I've never been to Nova Scotia. Let's go. It's It was tier two junior, so it wasn't the queue. Mm-hmm. It was tier two so I was like you know let's let's go see what it is you know so I end up there so I, I get picked up at the airport and we got a game that night so I get on the bus 
I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, say hi to the guys and get to the back of one of the vets, whatever. Shirts off, like big, hairy, big beer belly. And I'm like, oh, this guy's got to be the backup goaltender. Like, come on, look at this guy. We get on the ice, he's my D partner. But he's the smoothest skater I've ever seen, the nicest hands. Dave McKenzie was his name. <laughs> I was like, I told my dad that story. And I was like, I can't believe where I am right now. So that was the first game, whatever. I ended up getting like a goal and a couple assists. And the next game was like, we get on a line brawl. So like, oh. here we go. So, so I'm like, all right, like, like this is like Chiefs hockey. So we're we're all fighting or whatever. And I'm on the ice, of course. So it's the by doing that, you get to know the guys a little bit better, right? They respect you. So, mm-hmm. so it, it it was fun. It was uh, an experience, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, fuck that guy in Saginaw, though. What a fucking dick! Can't even tell you that you're on waivers. <laughs> like, uh, give me a fucking phone call. Give me a heads up. Give me something. You know, that's a dick move on his part. Whoever that was, Jesus, I'd be pissed. <laughs> but so. <laughs> When you went, I got a good story about him. So, so I was playing, we we're playing Ottawa 67s, and uh, Brian Kilray was the coach at the time. So, whatever, I'm at Ford now. So, I'm like, I can't remember if I was on Tom Pyatt's line guarding him, like protecting him, or, mm-hmm. you know, or on the third line. But I'm having a good game. Like, I'm throwing body checks. Brian Kilray sends someone to fight me. So I fight this guy, like I did my role, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is like first period. After that, I sat the rest of the, I made it like two shifts after that. So I go into the, go into uh, the coach's office and I'm like, with the assistant coach, just with the assistant coach, who's to be a fighter? So I talked to him and I'm like, like I, I, I did my role. Like I don't get rewarded for doing my role. Like I'm, I'm not going to do it or whatever. And he's like, Jamie, I, uh, I have nothing for you right now. Like, I don't know what happened there. And I was just like, so it, it was obviously the coach and he's the GM. It was just two different. I wasn't his player, right? Yeah. So that's all right. What a dick, though. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> but when you got out east, you met up with a buddy of, of the show here. You met up with Danny Anger, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> So, so what, my what was it like meeting my first year out there? Well, I played AAA with him. So him and I were good buddies. Like he was from Essex. He lived near he lived in Woodsley near some my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. But we played two years two years together for AAA. So we were buddies on MSN Messenger. I still remember <laughs> I played my first year out there and had a good time. And we were just messaging. He wasn't having a good time. So I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, listen, like, you want some a good time? Like, I'm going to my last year. We're trying to recruit some good players, make a good run for the championship and blah, blah. So I, I basically sold it on him. So he comes out and we, we bill it together. So I convinced my billets for my last year to take both of us. Oh. So it was... Uh, it was pretty comical. Us basically, we lived in the same bedroom as well, so we were right beside each other. So it was it was good. Oh. There's like no real good story I could tell you. I just remember one game, and we're talking about fighting. 
I remember one game, we were on the power play. I had a pretty good year last year. So did Danny. Um, he gets he gets hit, but he turned. He did it on purpose. He kind of got hit from behind. So I go and fight this kid and beat him up. So we're sitting. I'm sitting in the box, whatever. And Danny comes over. He's like, he's like, good job, but he's like, it's like I wasn't hurt and I did it on purpose. I was trying to get us a five on three. So I was just like, it's like, well, you sold it very well. Like, yeah. like come on, man. I remember. It, like, yeah. oh danny that's funny man hey what uh what was your favorite thing about about way out east there like what was your favorite thing about playing was it crowds could be the party after just whatever uh yeah they, they, obviously they had a good part they had a good party scene for a, a bit there um the, the crowd the crowds were crazy like because back then we were doing so well and that we would sell out every night and they had like a a, a smaller barn uh it was one-sided right so it was kind of like the old Tecumseh Chiefs where they used yeah. to play but it was, it was a little more wrapped around and they had little uh bar section area that was closed up up top mm-hmm. and uh it would get packed in there they called the fishbowl and it was it was great like all the fans obviously screaming and whatnot when you're winning i think we only lost a handful of games so it was a lot of winning in it and our our coach so somehow they got uh steve casper and uh so i I don't recall steve casper played for the boston bruins okay uh, a little bit for la when gretzky was there he's the one who sat cam neely so he coached boston as well Oh, wow. So I remember this one kid, this one kid got upset about something. He got sat and he starts swearing at Casper and Casper goes, I fucking sat Cam Neely. I can fucking sit you. Yeah. The kid just turned around and sat. True. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it, it was a, he was probably one of the best coaches because like our team was so talented at the time um, that, uh, he just gave us a structure and he let us just go play. So I, I asked him, I was like, I was like, you're not telling everyone. He's like, you guys are too skilled, but I'm not going to tell everyone what to do. You guys will figure it out, but I'll give you your breakouts and whatnot. And I'll tell you some different things, but, and it was the first time where I like, it clicked where I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. It was like, he was probably one of the best coaches I had playing junior hockey. It was it was fun. It was a good year. He just let you play. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you were also when you were out there, you, you were like first team all star. Didn't you win? You won something else too, didn't you? Yeah, it was best best defenseman. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say you won two freaking. Well, you were an all star. That's pretty good, man. Like. So is that is that like voted in by like like how is is all that is it by your stats is it voted in like how does all that work for like all star selection? It's uh it's, it's by uh the coaches and GMs so mm-hmm. the whole league basically voted voted for you. That's pretty so good. So it was it was a very nice compliment. It probably got me my scholarship at Acadia too. So mm-hmm. it was uh. It was good. 
so what was your time like there after you went to school like you you went from from uh, east and then you went in the university right yeah yeah still out east acadia is in wolfville which is probably a probably like a hour um south of uh, halifax okay and uh it was good it was it was fun you know like the the one thing about the difference between ontario and out east and out west is out east and out west universities can give you full ride scholarships basically right mm -hmm. so they can pay for all your schooling ontario couldn't after my final year junior out in yarmouth i was recruited by some Ontario schools, but they just couldn't offer a package where your tuition was free. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, half or whatever it was. Yeah. My OHL package was pretty good, but then basically what they would do was they would pay for your tuition. The OHL would give you your money and that would go toward your housing, your books, your living expenses, because we, not too many of us, actually none of us lived on campus because coming out of junior we're all 21 right mm. and everyone's starting university 17 18 so it's kind of you know probably wouldn't be good for anyone because they'd be all being asked to go buy beer and whatnot so mm -hmm. we uh the hockey team lived off campus so we try to keep together as much as we can so you grow really close to these guys so it mm. was it was really good yeah there was three well so i only had a three years school package from the OHL. So basically all I did was, was like, I got three years. So I was like, I'll do school in three years. So that's why I only played three years out at Acadia mm -hmm. was I just basically try to fast track. So they would allow you to take, instead of taking five credits, I would take six credits during the school season. And then I do a couple online courses over the summer. And I think only had to do, yeah, just basically overloaded, right? Mm -hmm. So you're overloading, <laughs> and then playing hockey too right so the two years were pretty good then my last year it was basically i was just done <laughs> i didn't have anything left and i was just like I need to done. start concentrating on school <laughs> yeah basically just go there and stay in shape and hope for the best mm -hmm. hey so what was your best off ice moment there At Acadia or? Yeah, sure. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Uh, anywhere. Could be something. Off ice. That's pretty tough. You don't have <laughs> yeah. to mention names. You don't have to mention uh, names. Yeah. Well, I remember when in Yarmouth, we won, the, I think the best, like, the funnest time is when you win, right? So in Yarmouth, we won. And like the next couple of days, because after you win the Kent Cup, there was the Fred Page. And then after the Fred Page was like all of Canada. After they called the RBC Cup. I, I don't know what they call it now. Mm -hmm. It's like all of Junior A plays against each other. We ended up losing. But during winning the Kent Cup and our Fred Page, we had like two, three weeks. And so like, we had like a week off so we just partied the whole time and 
you know, I remember golfing with the cup in the back and like having like two clubs and drinking out of the cup with all the guys or whatever. It was, it was, it was fun. Like, you know, the memories, oh, <laughs> what we're left with, but, uh, we had, yeah, we had, uh, and the town was great to us. Like Yarmouth was unbelievable. If you ever get to get a chance, it, it is basically they just call it the tip of to nowhere because I, I don't know if the they used to have a uh, what do you call that a ferry that used to go to like Portland or you know go to the states. Mm-hmm. They don't. I don't think they have that or too many of those anymore. So it's uh, not much going on there. But the lobster during lobster season. Oh. I think Danny could tell you a story that I think he got invited out on a lobster boat one time and they caught the lobster and they cooked it right on the boat and he ate fresh lobster right on the boat. Like oh, that'd like, be good. It was, they treated us pretty well. That'd be real good. Hey, so of good. all the spots where everywhere you've played your whole life or whatever, where is the spot that you liked playing the most? <laughs> Oh, that's tough. Uh, the funnest times were in Yarmouth because obviously you always have the most fun when you're winning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say AAA because you're at home. I, my parents got to experience now that I look now that I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. I look back at it, right? Uh, our 2000, it was 2000-2001. We got to go play uh, over in. Uh, Finland and Sweden. My parents got to come. Sweet. So I got to celebrate uh, New Year's with them. And, you know, we took from Finland to Sweden, we took like this uh, casino cruise ship. And it was a, that, that experience was, you, you can't replace that. It was no. so many funny stories. Like, like we got, when, so we took that cruise ship over try to give a quick one here we give, took that cruise ship over and uh all the kids stayed up late so yeah. the parents were the bad the kids stay up late because you could gamble so you could gamble at the slot machines <laughs> when i think we were 2001 so i was like 14 you know <laughs> and uh so, so we stayed up all night and just you know not drinking or anything, just being kids right stupid mm-hmm. shit and uh, so I remember we got up, we went to the buffet. So we stayed in this cabin with, I had three other teammates. So there's four of us. So we're like, okay, we'll go eat the buffet. We'll go take a nap. We'll go do customs because we're heading to Sweden. So we go take a nap. No one sets alarm. No one comes to wakes us up. Next thing you know, a parent's just pounding on the door or whatever. And we're like, what? what What's wrong? The ship is empty. So what ended up happening was all our team is off and everyone's parents are waiting there for these four players and no one comes through the customs, right? Their kids are not there. And so everyone's panicking or whatever. They quickly figured out that it was like the four players were in the same room. So, uh, I guess a, a maid and like, so the maid's already coming to clean up. One of the parents is flying in the, on the cruise ship or this little ship or whatever, the ferry. And uh, the maid just put, Oh, you're looking for your kids. And so the maid didn't even like just open the door and like, let us sleep. 
<laughs> basically. Oh so, so parents came and got us or whatever. So, <laughs> it's just to me that would probably, you know. Yeah, your parents are probably like, where the hell? Like, are these guys, man? <laughs> hey, if you could change, if you could change one rule in all of hockey, what one would it be? <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I really don't like the I, I get it. The penalty when you shoot the puck over the glass in your own mm. end. Cause mm. I remember that where like back in my day where it's just like, I'm gassed. Just get, get the whistle or whatever. I, I, I understand it. And I, I get you want me to be pulled in with the instigator. Mm. Cause I think the instigator was back when I started playing. Cause I think I was suspended a couple times from in the OHL for that. Mm. Um, to me, the skater, you know, so when I was playing, it was only two minutes or, or it was two and 10. Yeah. I think one time I got suspended for two games in the OHL, but uh, other, <laughs> other than that, like, I, I understand that in the OHL, I think it's only what fight rule now. Mm-hmm. Back when I was playing, it was three fights. So it was kind of, it brought back that a little bit, I would say, fighting. The instigating rule, it, it protects some people in the way that hockey's going now. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I wouldn't fit in the game. And that was, like, that weird – like, I was in that weird uh, transition where it was, like, it was starting to go down that road mm-hmm. where I used to, like, my game was – like, we do the interviews, whatever, and they'd be like, what players do you prototype yourself off, like, watch – it's like Scott Stevens, Chris Pronger, uh, Vladimir Konstantinov. Yeah. Like those are the guys that, you know, I'm targeting your head. <laughs> I'm targeting your head when I'm going to check you. And I feel good about it. <laughs> so it's just like, like no remorse type. type of thing, right? So it's just like, like I understand those rules now where it's mm-hmm. safety and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, yeah, to me, Sometimes the flow of the game, they want more goals and try to bring people in. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's just so many rules. Even that face-off rule with the hand on the puck, like that used to be a thing where you just like try to, if you're in your own d- defensive zone, like you, I don't know if that's a penalty or not, but yeah. that used to be a thing where you try to, if you're on the ground, just knock to your teammate. Yeah. So I, I, I used to do I it. I'm kind of out of it now. Like when I came back, yeah, when I came back from Acadia. I coached with uh, George Winter, uh, with Kingsville Comets, for a couple of years there, and uh, I got out of it. And I would always get the calls, you know. Uh, Wes Ewer, when uh, Kingsville moved to Amherstburg, he gave me a call once in a while. Um, obviously, Danny, him and I are pretty close friends. Uh, when, he always asks, like, just want you part time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. once you get out of it, it's just kind of. I, I, you get out of it, right? Now I'm getting back into it with my my kids. We're you know starting to coach and whatnot, where I might mm-hmm. start doing more in the hockey community. But right now it's just like you get in your own groove, right? It's like oh, I'm out, you know. And yeah. I played a few years of the beer league out in Harrow, but right now it's I'm kind of taking a step back. Mm-hmm. 
I know, because every time when you came into the league, because I was in the league when you came in on Sunday night, and I'm like, well, fuck, there goes half my fucking goals now. I got to play against this guy. I was hoping you were on my team, but, of course, I never got to play with you. I always had to play against you. I'm like, well, I'm screwed. And then I'd go into the next game, and I'd be playing slip. And then I'd be like, there's there's no winning in this league. Like, there's no winning. You can't score goals. (laughs) (laughs) And I always tell people, like, because I play in a few uh, leagues around town, obviously. There's a the Leamington Monday Night League was pretty good. But I still swear that Harrow Sunday nights were probably the best, still the best hockey. Because it didn't matter the where you came from or the talent pool. The, the, ice, the ice is so small that it, it doesn't matter, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to expose anyone. You're so close that you can get a stick on someone at least and where it's it's really good hockey mm-hmm. and i just remember yeah it, it was fun like i playing with mike golden right and uh, it was good to see those guys because i remember playing with him with my dad yeah. <laughs> back when i was 14 my dad would bring me home and play with the Sailors or the we'd always play the legion or i played with the legion because my dad was yeah. on the legion once in a while too so mm-hmm. well, the old days there so i'll ask you last thing <laughs> Rob always asks our guests, and since Rob's not here tonight, so I'll ask you. He hates when you score a goal. He hates the goal horn. Okay, he hates it. So he always asks our guests, he says, if they played a song instead of the horn, what song would you choose for your goal-scoring song? Ooh, that's a tough one. Right now... (laughs) My wife hates it, but I, well, I've always been big into country. Mm-hmm. Um, probably whiskey glasses, probably right now. Yeah, it's a quick answer too, man. That's a quick answer too. I like it. <laughs> well, I've listened to some of your podcasts, so I've, I've got a chance to think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true too, right? You already knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie, honestly, bro, this has fucking been fantastic, man. We've, we're already almost an hour, bro. It goes so quick, <laughs> but, uh, I just want to say thank you, man, for, yeah. uh, for just like sitting down here with me, shooting the shit. Since I started this show, I wanted, like, I know I had talked to you way earlier, but everything got so freaking busy and, but I'm like, I'm going to get Jamie on. I have to get Jamie on and then we finally did it man so (laughs) so seriously i just want to say again thank you so much and uh let's have a beer soon yeah i appreciate uh, you having me on you're doing a great job and uh hope to hear more from you all right thanks buddy And there he was, my boy, Jamie Clee, that guy. I, I had to ask him about Biz, and he was like, Biz was like snapping over passes to him so hard they were blowing up off his stick. He was getting pissed off at him, stuff like that. Jamie is a fucking beauty. So, Jamie, thank you, man. You're a beaut. When we see you, let's have a beer for sure. We'll definitely do that. Um, so, in the meantime here, Rob, our boy, Pumps, Pumple just signed a deal 
well, he didn't just sign a deal, but he's over in Germany now. Our boy Pumps got a deal over in Germany. He's playing over in Germany. I believe it's the Osberg Panthers, I want to say. I think I'm not sure what it is. I think that's what it was. But yeah, so he's playing over there. So fucking let's go, Pumps. Fire it up, kid. Empty the tank, bro. Empty the tank every shift. Oh, yeah. Pumps is a fucking beauty. I miss him over over here playing, though. So we'd actually be able to go see him play. But yeah. So yeah. So you can always take a trip across the pond and (laughs) go to Germany. Yeah. So big shout out to Pumps. Good luck, buddy. We love you. Fucking snipe kid, Bardownski. And uh, he's going to be on here soon with us again. He's going to do another little update with us. We're going to talk Sweden. We're going to talk Germany. We're going to talk everything again. So uh, best of luck to pumps. Meg club pumps. Meg club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you had a couple notes on Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Uh, Austin Matthews is coming back to practice right now. Like he just got back. I want to say today it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. today being Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, sky's the limit. He says sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever that means, I don't fucking know. So let's, <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope the sky is the limit. And then what about Marner? Marner. Uh, I would like to talk to Keith for a second and say, what the fuck are you doing? Marner played 20 minutes last night in a ga- meaningless game against Montreal on the power play on the penalty kill. What happens if he gets a shot in the ankle and breaks his ankle and he's done for half the year? Mm-hmm. What? I, I don't get it. It's an, a meaningless game. And you, st- and, but still you're playing him 20 minutes. This is a what second game of the year. Like, yeah, and I, I want to say it's his first. I don't remember if he played the first one against Montreal or not, but I'm not sure. I, 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 I it blew my mind. It blew my mind that it was almost like he was out there every other shift. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm dumbfounded by Keith's uh, coaching ability. Like what? I, I don't know what you're thinking. I do just, not know. Just trying to get him in game form. Tip top fucking mid season form. <laughs> oh yeah. And have him gas by before the end of uh, halfway through the year. That's funny. I don't know. Um, but the I'm not an NHL coach. <laughs> The other thing we had too, the Seattle Kraken played their first game. Yes. And they looked fucking good too. Oh, they played everybody, all their first picks, all their top prospects. Yeah, they everybody, played. everybody got the first uh, rain of the ice uh, for the first game, which was awesome. Yeah. They won too. They were down two and came back. Yeah. Were they down was, two or three? I think they were down two and they scored like, like three or four in a row yeah it was like four two or something like that i think it ended five two. Oh, okay five two is how it ended but they looked they looked good i don't know if they're same as lost saying like las vegas was a fucking wagon when they first came in i don't think seattle's yeah. gonna i don't think they're gonna be quite up there like that but they're gonna be not far off of it i think well it doesn't make any sense that you get to pick a team that that kid, that's going to the championship like like vegas luck (laughs) yeah like you said that 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 team was a wagon yeah yeah that was nuts oh did you see the cross check of all cross checks oh yeah 
Dubois. Oh, I mean, he got 15 stitches. So now is that the cross-checking penalty coming into? Uh, I think I think that was the the one that we were talking. I think we were talking about it last week, weren't we? That was the one about the in front of the net stuff. Oh, okay. So that's what they're kind of trying to crack down. But this was just a blatant like cross check, just right to the fucking chops. So he got, yeah, I think that guy, I don't know if it's the same one, so I don't want to say it, but I feel like he already got suspended. I feel like he got two regular season games and the rest of the preseason, I feel like he got that guy. Don't quote who, me on it. Who were they playing? Quickly. I forget who, I even forget who they were playing. I just seen the fucking highlight real quick. And then yeah. I was like feeding one of the like little ones or something, but I know it was like, I see, I seen it. And then I thought I heard that I was kind of listening to it. So if that was the right one, great. If not, then I'm sorry, but someone got two the rest of the like exhibition season. And then they got two games of the regular season too. So they got four in total. I know that. I don't know if it was, I hope it was for that, but we'll see. Was it Kadri? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, they're talking about he's like, oh, he's going to come back and he's going to be like, he's going to play smart and this and that. Like, bro, you got kicked out of the playoffs three times. He's a change man. Bullshit. Three times. Three times. Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck, dude. You could change uh, the stripe on a zebra, but fuck, it's still a zebra. Yeah, and after the first time, the Leafs were like, I can change him. And then he didn't. And then Colorado was like, I can change him. And then he didn't. <laughs> he gets some fucking wires crossed and that's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Somebody going to get hurt real bad <laughs> when that happens. Cause he's fucking smoked people. That guy, man. Yeah. Like he can hit. He's a big dude. You know what I mean? Like when he hits, he hits to hurt. No shit. That's like Ovi, man. Ovi's a truck. But they also said that he was leaning in, you know, and he came across and whatever. It was still a fucking dangerous hit. Yeah, you hit him in the head, dude. Yeah. Um, on that note, do you have anything else? Or are you good to go, brother? No, that's it. I'm done. Fuck, we got a lot. We got a lot covered on this epi. Yeah. Yep. So I guess everybody until next week, Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind anything